And welcome back to the Big League Show. I am Connor Somerville, as always, and I am joined by Aiden Sullivan. Aiden, how are you doing today? Uh, today, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Um, went to bed, you know, late last night. Got up pretty late this morning, um, but I am well-rested, and I have some energy, I think, and I'm ready to record a podcast. And how are you doing today? I'm doing decent. Define late, because I think people have different numbers in terms of what late would be yesterday night around 2 a.m and this morning i think i had breakfast at 1 30 so okay that's yeah, a regular day for me really yeah. okay mm. yeah well, my, my sleep schedule is messed but yeah it's it's bad i think everybody's is like nobody has the motivation to go to bed at a decent time and nobody has the motivation to get up and do anything these days it seems but um, I don't know. I'm trying to keep as busy as possible. Um, I guess the podcast helps a little bit, even though we haven't done as many. But we're going to try and do uh, as many as we can. But no, just hanging out around the house, spending time with family, FaceTiming, Zooming, working out as much as possible, too. Just trying to keep busy. Nice. A lot of video games, I assume, too. Um, I'm not that big on video games. I don't have a new gen console. I don't have an Xbox one or a PS4. So oh. I'm just stuck with an Xbox 360 and a Wii. So occasionally playing some, uh, super Mario galaxy, then playing some old, uh, NHL and some Madden. Nice. But, uh, yeah. What about you? You, you big on video games? Um, pretty big into fifa even though i'm oh, pretty true. trash at it uh so yeah i've been playing a lot of that uh right now it's team of the season which is like a big promotion event thing uh so they're doing premier league right now and we're getting all the soccer stuff and what could potentially happen there but yeah premier league this week i want to say la liga is next week which is like barcelona real madrid um MLS is in a few weeks, which I'm really excited for. For you think any TFC no players are going to be on that? Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Pozuelo, If he doesn't get one, I will be extremely disappointed and shocked because yeah. of the whole COVID situation. They're doing it based on this season and last season. Mm, okay. um, and he had a crazy good last season, mm. uh, so odds are he'll get one. But they're a minor league, so they sort of get pushed in with one of the major leagues which is one of the big european leagues um but yeah it's just complicated fifa stuff they're having issues with the promo making stuff too expensive for for people and classic ea stuff but yeah, for sure. this is a sports show we should probably talk about sports even though fifa is technically an esport and video games are esports why don't we start off with hockey we'll go to soccer later because that's just me ranting for five, 10 minutes and promoing something that I'm doing on the side. Um, so hockey, we forgot to include this in our last episode because it just slipped our minds and we've been going for an hour and a half and we figured we should probably end. Um, mm -hmm. The NWHL announced that they are starting a team in Toronto, which has been rumored to be happening for years since like 2016, 2017. It's been rumored that the NWHL wants to get a team in Toronto. And now with the CWHL folded, it's opened up that possibility. Uh, so they announced that two weeks ago. Um, and in that announcement, they 
uh, and I guess a lot of announced in this, uh, they announced five players of which they played for this uh, PWHPA. So they took five players from that movement and brought them into the NWHL, which is very notable. What's also notable about this founding of the team is this team is owned by the same owner as the Boston Pride, which is another CWHL or NWHL team. Um, so that's sort of a potential uh, issue in terms of bias and what could potentially happen in terms of Toronto or Boston becoming a filter franchise. Um, mm -hmm. But as of now, we haven't had that issue. However, on the night of the draft, which was, I think, the week after our podcast. I think it was last uh, week, right? Yeah, it was last week. The Boston Pride and Toronto CWH or NWHL team, they don't have a name yet, which is kind of annoying. And nobody actually knows where they're going to play. Some of the venues that have been talked about are, I think, the MasterCard Center. Um, I want to say Rico's been a little bit in the conversation, or Coca-Cola Coca now. Yeah. Um, and Mattamy. Mattamy, uh -huh. I think might be a bit of a struggle, but we do have the broadcasting facilities, so very possible that Ryerson could be hosting NWHL games next year, which would be really exciting. Could be some crazy good opportunities for us students, oh, yeah. Sport Media students, but... Mm -hmm. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so that happened. You have any sort of thoughts on that? Have you been paying any sort of attention um, to it? I guess for like the, the uh, same owner in two different uh, franchises thing, I don't really see it as that big of an issue because in terms of like bias and stuff like or like filtering, like working together in some way, I think, you know, most of that will fall on the general manager, not so much the owner. So, like, in terms of, like, trades and stuff, like, the owner is going to have some influence, but I think ultimately it'll just be the, the general manager. Um, it's, it's weird, though. Like, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that the league did um, allow that at first because I don't think that's really common in, in a lot of sports. I don't, I don't really recall another organization who has a situation like that. Um, but I don't think it's going to be too big of an issue. And, um, I mean, overall, I'm just really happy that um, there's going to be an NWHL team in Toronto because of everything that happened uh, last year, obviously, with the CWHL folding. Um, that was just an heart a heartbreaking moment for hockey. So now, you know, you get some optimism that there's still going to be women's hockey in Canada. And it's huge for, for the Canadian women's players um, and young um, up-and-coming female players in Canada as well, knowing that there's going to be another women's team in their country. So it's big news, definitely big news. Yeah, I think it's really notable in the growth of women's hockey. I struggle to see the potential success of the NWHL, but that's just my personal opinion. Uh, I don't think that the league is set up properly, and I don't think that this ownership thing is just a prime example of that. Um, I don't know how you can justify having the same owner on two different franchises, especially if I want to say she might be the majority owner of both the teams. Uh, if this is an investment for down the road, great. But I just see there being a lot of issues there and potential for problems to start to emerge and conflicts of interest and 
everything along those lines, especially mm-hmm. with the NWHL being a for-profit organization. Uh, a lot of the professional sports team leagues are not-for-profits, and the NWHL, I don't believe, is one. And I think that's really notable. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, I think that the best option is to partner with the NHL, but I don't know if they're going to do that. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of years, especially after the Twitch uh, numbers were released by the NWHL and how successful their partnership with Twitch was. Um, Adding in Toronto and the Canadian fan base could be huge for the league. Definitely. But who knows when you're competing with the likes of the Leafs, the Raptors, the TFC, MLB, and the Jays, you're competing with the Toronto Rock, Toronto FC, Argonauts. Like you're competing with a ton of different mm-hmm. teams, and that's not even getting into some of the minor league teams that are in the outskirts of the city, uh, like minor hockey and yeah. Oshawa and London. All the OHL teams. All the OHL teams. Uh, you look at in soccer, you're also competing with the Canadian Premier League. Um, it's it's a good move for the league, I think, uh, as a whole, as they're continuing to expand. But I don't think they're in a position yet to definitively say that this will be a success. And Definitely. that's one of my no, big worries, um, which will be remain, which we still need to see. Um, but yeah, I guess that's sort of all that there was in terms of NWHL news was just sort of that, uh, that Toronto was getting a new team, which is huge. Um, but another thing that Toronto is getting is the Toronto Maple Leafs have signed a defenseman out of the KHL from the Carrot. Uh, he is left-handed defenseman. He was one of the top-rated players in the KHL, but he's left-handed. What do you think about that? Left-handed guy? defenseman. Exactly what they don't need, right? Yeah. But um, the good thing is that apparently he can play on the right side, and he's comfortable playing there. So that makes me feel a little bit better about the situation. Um, all I've really heard about him is that he's a good puck-moving guy, which is something that Dubis really likes and looks for in defensemen. And it just it's just the same thing with the Leafs. It's, they want to get that guy who can move the puck up the ice and be a bit more offensive. But I still think, in my opinion, that they need that um, D guy who can penalty kill, who can be a physical presence um, in front of the net, um, someone a bit grittier. Because they have all that that uh, offensive side on their decor already with, you know, Riley and uh, Dermott and Sandine coming up. And even Justin Hall has that upside on offense. Um, I, I still think they need that solid backbone behind there. But the thing with Lettinen is that, like, it's low risk, high reward for him. So, yeah. like, why not just go out and get this guy? I think he's only 26 years old, apparently one of the top, uh, KHL defenseman and um, yeah he's he um, he's got some upside to him and just you know take your chance on him he's he's still pretty young um, put up good numbers last year um, he, lo- he wanted to come to Toronto and they need defensemen so why not it's a league min contract as well only one year so I think it's a good move I like how Dubas is making these moves and also that um, Abramov was it Abramov? Mikhail Abramov. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we talked about him too much, but that's also another sneaky Oh, no, player. it wasn't Abramov. It was Barbanov. 
Barbanov, yeah, Barbanov. Barbanov. Abramov is the guy who plays for Columbus team. that got traded to Ottawa. Yeah, oh, he got traded to Ottawa like in the Duchesne trade, didn't he? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah or was Bar- it the... Yeah, Barbanov. You're right, Barbanov. It was Barbanov. Or Alexander? Barabanov? Barabanov, Barbanov, something along those lines. Yeah. Um, yeah, we um, touched on him a little bit. We mentioned he's a bit of a speedy, he's a feisty little uh, guy. Oh, okay, guy. yeah, he did, right. He's a good skater, uh, which like, he's a good addition. He'll be a good fourth, third line depth piece. Uh, it's another KHL guy they've brought in, which we've now got another one in Lettinen, uh, mm-hmm. which there's no real negative in bringing him in. It's one-year entry-level contract, same thing as Mikheyev. Nine hundred and twenty-five grand to play, potentially even top four, if he's yeah. good enough. If he can play the right side, he probably ends up top four as our fourth pairing defenseman. Where we have Justin Hole up top and Wetton and uh, number four RD, and then uh, Will Grinland rounding up the top four, which isn't ideal, but I guess it is an option. Uh, you could also potentially, if he's not great, put him on last LD and see what happens there. Maybe throw Sandin or Dermot there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll still have Dermot by the this time even next year, maybe even six months from now. Uh, I think it's a very real possibility they get he gets dealt, uh, especially with the backlog on the left side. Uh, when you look at that fact that the Leafs have Mazin, they have Riley, they have Sandin and now Lettinen. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could flip him and someone like a Janssen, although I struggle to see that happening with his injury, uh, or even a Kapanen, although I really don't want them to do that. Uh, worst case scenario, Kerfoot is another option, although I'm not a huge fan of that either. Um, yeah, the cap, do have cap situation is just messed up. So like, they're going to be half. They're going to have to make a move at some point. Because, yeah, like you said, there's four guys on that left side. And you can only have three unless you move one of them over to the right side. And I'm not comfortable with their D-depth at all right now. You know, knowing that Timothy Liljegren is going to be um, possibly a top four defenseman next year. I don't, I don't like that. I think they have to go out and make um, a couple trades or a signing. Um, bringing in two defensemen. And uh, hopefully that you know, fixes things on defense. But um, I do like this Lettinen move. Like, there's really no harm in it, like you said. But I do think, and I've been saying this for so long, they need a more defensive defenseman. They need a couple of them, or they're just not going to win in the playoffs if they're going all offense. You know, it's defense wins championships. So I think they got to end some, they got to add someone who's going to be steady back there, who can penalty kill and be a presence in front of the net. That's just my opinion. Who is that? Because you already do have Jake Muzzin, and I think that's really notable. He's a big, tough guy. He's someone who can play well in front of the net and penalty kill. Uh, and people seem to forget that he does exist and that he will be playing a ton of time next year. Who do you bring in and who do you get rid of in that event? Because they're not necessarily in that terrible of a cap situation. If they let Barry and they let CeCe walk, yep. which mm-hmm. I think is very likely – Dermot, with the season he had this season, I don't think he's going to get very much. No. Maybe $2 million max. Uh, he's had a very, very poor year. And then you just really have Mikheyev. And he's coming off a sliced wrist. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's injured. So he's going to get 
not much, probably like 1.5, I would think, for another yeah. year. Um, unless they go long-term with him, which they could. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, yeah, Muslin's great. Muslin's a good defenseman. He's exactly what I'm kind of describing. I would want in a defenseman. And he's also got that experience. He's won two Stanley Cups with the Kings. So, you know, he brings that experience. He brings that defensive mindset. Um, so I think they just need to add two more guys like that, similar. Obviously, like, you're not going to get two more Jake Muzzins. That would be phenomenal if you did. But two guys who are um, can play like the way Muzzin plays in his own zone. So maybe not as offensive as Muzzin because Muzzin can still join the rush and he can play on the power play. Uh, PP2 he can play. But I'm looking at their penalty kill D-lines right now. Like, who are you going to have? You're going to have Muzzin Hall. Who yeah. plays on the second pair? Morgan Riley, I don't think he deserves to be on a penalty kill line. He should be full offense, full power play. And he needs some rest, too. You can't play the guy all the time. So, I th- like, I think that it would be probably Dermot as one yeah, of the guys. exactly. I don't think so, though. Um, like, you, you can't have Travis Dermot playing on the penalty kill. He's not good. Like, he's, got, he's great at preventing zone entries. Uh, that's one of his biggest assets when it comes to mm-hmm. what he can do defensively. And on the penalty kill, that's huge, especially if he's on a second unit where the two first guys dump the puck, get off the ice. He can prevent those entries and keep a team at bay. Uh, I don't know. You don't still know. have Martin Marincin, uh, which that's pretty huge. The issue I have is I don't know who you bring in this summer. Like, I don't know what you could do with the money that you have to really bring in that guy. Uh, I'm looking at the free agent class now and TJ Brody, maybe. Um, yeah, he's left-handed, though. Yeah. Um, Bufflin's a name. Bufflin is a name. We'll talk about him later, too. Yep. Uh, um, Travis Hamanick is an option. Yeah, I think the Leafs have been interested in him for a while, too. Justin Braun. Justin Braun is an really, okay Oh, Radko Gudis could be an option. Radko although he's, he comes with his other issues, uh, yeah. specifically his violence and the fact that he likes to get suspended. But... Right. I guess right there are go. options. I just I don't know how much money is going to be avail- available with the fact that the league can't make any money. Uh, they're not playing games. They're not making money. And that hurts revenue, which hurts the cap and could potentially lead to the cap being negative next year. Could go right. down. We don't know yet. Like right now, one of the theories is an early June draft. Yeah. One of the things that they might want to try is doing a draft in early June before the season's even finished before they've even done the playoffs. So how would that work? Like if they have the draft in June and then they decide to carry on with the rest of the season, do those players that they drafted go on their teams or do they have to wait until the next year to to join? I would assume that they would follow the playoff eligibility guidelines in the same way that the trade deadline where you can – technically make trades after the deadline. It's just that those players can't play for you in the playoffs. Okay, true. Um, so, so they I can play the regular season, but they can't play playoffs? Is that kind of what you're saying? Uh, I don't know if they'll even do regular season anymore. They may, like, realistically, how many guys are going to be good enough to actually 
make a team, right? Right out of the draft. Like sure. immediately. There's Lafreniere not, and exactly. Clinton Byfield. Definitely. That's it. And I'm going to assume that with the way that they're trying to do the format and basically hand Ottawa and Detroit the two uh, top two picks, I'm going to assume that those two teams aren't going to try to win. Sure. And they're not even going to be in the playoffs if we go straight to playoffs. It, do, it won't even matter at that point. And after the draft, who's to say that we even have a season? Exactly. They may just yeah. go straight to the playoffs. I think that's their best option. I don't know if the NHL will do that because they have a tendency not to do the best option. And instead I don't know if that's the, the best option, um, though. I think, okay. So the issue that we have with that playoff option, I guess we're going to get into that now, is... Sure. The NHL players need to get a bit warmed up, right? They need to get back into game shape. Because mm-hmm. right now, unless they have an ice sheet in their backyard, which I highly doubt many of them do, they can't skate. So these guys haven't skated, handled a puck on ice, done anything like that in six weeks. By the time the playoffs roll around, it could be three, four months. Yeah. If they do it in July, which... Who knows? How do you do free agency then? We'll get into that in a second. Um, you look at the fact that they do need a warm-up. So maybe you do three preseason games where you host it in a central, central location like Toronto because I think that's a really, really good city for them to do it in as much as it maybe Unless we might have a bit us. of bias to that as well, yeah. wanting it in Toronto. Well, it's also because we do have the broadcasting facilities. True. Yeah. We have three probably four if you count MasterCard. And if you want to go a little bit outside the GTA, you have all the OHL rinks where you can broadcast games out of. And I think that's going to be really important to playing enough games to actually finish the playoffs before the second wave of coronavirus hits. Mm-hmm. And, and people, Sportsnet and TSN as well. That's kind yeah. of an advantage. Too. Sportsnet and TSN are based here, which is, as you just mentioned, huge. Um, they have experience using these facilities. Uh, so you may not even need the U.S. broadcasters to come to Canada. You could just share the Canadian feed with them. I don't know if NBC and all the other Fox and whoever else says games. I don't think Fox would. I think NBC and is it TSN? They work together somehow. Uh, I think they do. I think TSN they and ESPN. TSN and ESPN have a partnership right, because right. ESPN owns a portion of TSN. Um, right. 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 But oh, maybe it's like Comcast Sportsnet and Rogers Sportsnet, something like that. I think they have uh, a partnership. Some some maybe. U.S. broadcast has a partnership with Sportsnet. I think. Okay, well, I guess you do have those options, but you, they could just do again, like Sportsnet will take a ESPN or Fox feed of that's what they're going to do with the Bundesliga, which we'll get into. They're taking another. Uh, organization's feed and streaming it on their own TV channels. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now is what do they do to actually broadcast those games? And more importantly, how do they format these games? How do you decide who gets into the playoffs? Who doesn't do they do it off of playoff percentage? Do you do it off of current points, which then you run into the issue that the Leafs have played say more games than the Habs or more games than the Panthers. And if the Leafs lose two games and the Panthers win two, they're into the playoffs. How are the Panthers going to react to that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 
just so many issues that need to be addressed. And I don't know if the NHL will do it properly and fully understand just how important a decision this is and realize that if they don't do this right, this could be catastrophic for the future of the league because it could ruin franchises. Yeah, it could ruin franchises. It could ruin scheduling. It could ruin the start of the next season and the next season after that. You know, we might be saying that hockey is a summer sport if uh, this thing keeps keeps going on. Um, I, my opinion is that I really don't want to see them jump straight into playoffs if if we do continue with the season. Um, I think I think Justin Hall said it best yesterday. I don't know if you heard. He said that they need at least three weeks to a month to get back into um, their their high level of play. So um, I think they got to play a regular season to even out the games as well, making sure that everyone plays the same amount of games so there is no impact on the playoff bracket come playoffs. Um, and also, I, um, I just think that they need to um, – I guess they need, well they need they need a little bit of a warm up three 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 weeks to to a month. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say actually. <laughs> three three weeks to a month, and there was another point that I was gonna say about the scheduling. I forget though. Um, I forget. You go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's gonna be very difficult for the NHL to fully figure out how they want to do things. I honestly think the best bet for them is just to cancel the season. Uh, really say like it sucks that you're not going to be able to reward a Stanley cup, but you've done it before did it in 1918 in the same exact situation. I don't see a reason why you couldn't do it this year. Uh, It just saves so many issues. It allows you to do that early June draft uh, where you can just solidify that uh, draft format. You can solidify the picks. You don't have to worry about the conditions, the conditions, they stay the same, even if they weren't possible. Um, they don't happen. They don't happen. In the worst case scenario, you mediate trades where pick compensation is an issue, uh, or teams restructure trades, which I think is another option. But right now, it's in a very tough spot for the NHL and for every sports league to figure out how they want to do things and how they want to format the rest of their reaction and their response to the pandemic, which. Mm-hmm has been very, very difficult so far for a lot of different teams and a lot of different leagues in terms of when did they come back. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really going to come down to safety first as well. You know, I don't think the leagues really want to rush in to anything um, when they don't know um, how this whole pandemic is going to end up in a couple months. Um, are they going to play in arenas and stadiums without fans? Are they going to allow, you know, a 25% capacity in their stadiums? I heard that um, the Miami Dolphins um, NFL team, they're kind of looking at around 15,000 people in their stadiums, but I don't even know if that's a good idea. Uh, NFL releases their schedule on Thursday, so that should be interesting. Um, I don't know. I think when it comes to, like, I know a lot of people are saying, like, yeah, you can't only play two rounds of playoffs or three rounds of playoffs and give a team the Stanley Cup. You know, you have to play – the full four rounds, best of seven, 
and it has to be fair. Everybody has to have a fair shot of getting into the playoffs as well. And I, I, do, I do wish that they stuck with that. But at the same time, I want to see some hockey. So I think it would be a good like mix if you do. Um, you got to keep it fair. So keep it fair, but also stay safe as well. And do, do the best option. So I wouldn't say four rounds, seven game series is ideal at this point. I think that's pushing it a little bit because then you're looking at starting the next season in like January. February? December is the rumored potential start date if they excuse me push me push it into the month of August or July because again these guys still need a break uh, before yeah, the next sure. season so yeah they could do that um, but I think maybe an ideal situation is um, finishing the regular season give the guys their three weeks to get back into things because it's not a good idea, not a good idea to rush right into playoffs and have these guys who haven't skated in months going at it in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so give them some time, make sure everybody plays the same amount of games and then do three rounds. I think three rounds, maybe you do first round best of five and then conference final cup final best of seven. If you can try and keep it in one location Toronto would be a good one. Um, I think NBA, for NBA playoffs, they're, they're looking at Vegas as a possible um, option. I think. I also saw Disneyland or Disney World Disney. was an option. Okay. Um, I think the one in Orlando. Uh, okay, I can't okay. remember which one it was. They're potentially going to cool. use that venue uh, or those hotels because there's enough space. That's another big thing you need is you need a place for players to stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they can isolate and you need to figure out, do you bring their families? Because being away from your family for two months in the middle of a global pandemic probably isn't the easiest thing, especially to explain to your kid or yeah. to the rest of your family saying, look, I got to go for two months. Sorry. See mm-hmm. you. And when I see you, hopefully everything works out well. It's yeah. not really an option right now. And then also the the tricky thing is all these guys are coming from different places as well. You got guys in Europe right now, or even in the States, you know, like the travel. So as soon as they get here, they're going to be in quarantine for 14 days. And then what if that turns out bad and someone has the virus, then that whole team is in trouble. And then if that team plays another team, we could just be doing this whole um, Rudy Gobert thing another time. And, start a second wave so it's it's really crazy i think the best thing to do is just wait as long as possible for this thing to just slow down just make sure that you're gonna um, be starting up this season again at the right time and if that time doesn't come cancel the season as much as i as much as i would hate to do that because we've gone so far into it and there's been so many storylines and like You'd hate to just see with, I think, 15 games left in the regular season or something like that. It just ends. But it's health first. It's safety first. So I think people will understand. um, But some people won't. But I I hope that people would understand um, if they had to do that and start fresh next year. And then with, like, free agency and stuff and the draft, who knows what what they're going to do. Like, what 
what is a free agent anymore? <laughs> when when this thing ends? When do they become a free agent? Exactly. And what happens with um, like all those players that um, were deadline acquisitions and they were only on one-year deals and teams lost their first-round pick, their second-round pick? Do they get yeah. compensation for that? <laughs> or they just well, lose it? The rumors free? are that the NHL would help mediate trades to find solutions. Okay. But I don't know how that would work. And it's just now you're getting the league involved even more. And I don't know if that's the best thing in the world. Nope. But yeah. there was a study done in, I believe it was Denmark, to this was for soccer. Uh, this wasn't hockey. So it is a bit different. But they looked at how at risk the players would be during a game. And they found that the players, again, this isn't soccer, would only be at risk, I guess, is the best way to put it, against other people for like a minute and a half per game. So that's That's not a lot of time when you think about it. Mm -hmm. But then there's also, you have to consider the fact that you got to have TV crews there. You got to have chefs. You got to have cooking staff. You got to have trainers. You got to have medics. You got to have coaches. You got to have the players themselves in dressing rooms. You got to have front office people. Yeah, you have to everyone. have security. PR, PR team. PR team. You have fans. You have media. Fans. Uh, yeah, media. Fans. The Miami Dolphins are dreaming, and they're not going to have fans for years. Like For years. Or at least That's a, a year. hot take. Well, years, years is probably an exaggeration. I'd say at least a year. I think if they have fans for next season, it's going to be a miracle. Mm-hmm. And it'll be because they found some sort of treatment, not vaccine, treatment that we, uh, helps people survive, which right now we don't have. And to say that you're going to put 15,000 people in an enclosed area where they have no choice but to interact with uh, ticket scanners, uh, wait staff, if you want to call them that, or... Um, well, I guess they would merchandise find, sales. Uh, I don't think they would have any of that stuff, but ushers? I think it would just be the fan. Yeah, you'd have to have the ushers, but I you'd think have to they have would security. Kinda, yeah, they would kind of work around all that stuff. I just still, I don't think it's a good idea to be having fans in general. Like, I think those minor stuff they could get away with, like scanning and tickets. You can probably get away with with that. You know, you'll keep your distance. You'll have some sort form of separation between you and the usher but um yeah it's just not a good idea i think i think around a year is right i've heard a lot of people say that maybe by this time next year there will there will be a vaccine and that's like uh that's like wow we did really really well like i can't believe we did everything this quickly mm-hmm. um and with the way the u.s is doing stuff doesn't look very likely uh considering they're trying to reopen the effing economy but that's another conversation for another day um let's move on to more positive coronavirus news because this is just going to be a very coronavirus heavy episode because that's what sports is right now uh Mm -hmm. so let's hit nba because that's sort of a little quickie we do nba then we'll do baseball uh 
then yeah, we can figure out where we want to go from there. Um, but NBA, the team NBA announced that teams are now allowed to have players come to their practice facilities and train on their own. So that means that they still have to uh, keep practicing social distancing. And it means that they have to keep a certain, uh, make sure that they're following protocols that they can't interact with trainers or anything like that. They have to do everything on their own, but it gives them a place to work out, to practice. It gives them in soccer, a field in basketball, a full court. Uh, It gives them, a pool it could give them a weight room it allows them to do stuff like that which is a very big first step for the league and for north american sports um it's really interesting that they're doing this already not every team can do this because your certain region which in toronto's case would be ontario and the atlanta hawks it would be georgia or the la lakers it would be california they have to have eased restrictions so that you're able to do that. Mm-hmm. So in a place like Toronto, you can't currently do that, but in a place like Georgia, you can. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out, whether or not it's successful. Uh, that's going to be really notable. If people start getting contaminated, that'll be yeah. a big issue. I'd say with things like this, it's probably very unlikely. I think it'll be fine because they'll probably have like a schedule like and very very um like precautions that you got to take you know you're going to get your temperature taken when you enter or you're going to get um you're not going to get a test but yeah you'll get your temperature taken before and when you leave um you're going to make sure that there's no uh contamination with or uh cross contamination with anyone else um in there or before you enter so they'll be really cautious about it. I don't think anyone would get the virus because of this, but you never know. But I'm surprised that actually um, the league allowed it just because it's not acceptable in all these uh, states yet. It's only in a couple right now. So a team like the Raptors, they can't, they can't do it yet. Um, so I, I'm kind of surprised by that action. But what this tells me is that the NBA is really looking to resume their season hopefully soon because they want to get these guys going a little bit. And I think the NBA might have something coming, maybe a bit more so than the NHL. Um, I mentioned that Vegas thing a bit earlier. I think it is really a big possibility that all the teams will go to Vegas and play, I think, T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. Um, where yes. where the Golden Knights play. Yeah. I think that's a possible uh, venue. And then I think they have four hotels there. So, like, the players will stay at, I guess, maybe two or three of those. And then I think you're going to have, like, um, staff as well in a separate hotel as well. I think that was a proposed idea. So I definitely think that this is one of the steps that the NBA is taking, um, looking to uh, continue their season. Yeah, Las Vegas also has the facilities that they use for Summer League because all those games are played there. Right. Uh, So that broadcasting abilities would be possible. Um, And it's also Vegas, and nobody's really there right now because all the casinos are closed. Mm -hmm. And the league, uh, that mayor, that psychotic mayor, uh, wants to reopen the city, even though that's been 
kiboshed by the governor or sender. I can't remember which it was exactly who basically said she's insane and this will never happen and I won't allow it. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see if they do have a plan ahead of the NHL. They're much more in close contact, the players, uh, as opposed to in hockey, because they don't have, they're constantly bumping up against each other and sweating on each other. Whereas hockey, they have that small gap in equipment and Mm -hmm. you aren't necessarily being posted up on, uh, 15 times a game. Definitely. So it's, a much more difficult sport to restart. But if they have a plan in place that could be successful, I don't see why it couldn't happen. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be very difficult to see it happen. Um, but this announcement was very similar to what the MLS and NWSL announced. Uh, I believe it was like a few days ago, maybe, excuse me, uh, yesterday or this past weekend. Uh, okay. They announced that, Basically, the exact same thing can happen that they're doing in the NBA, which is a good step for them. Uh, They're in a bit of a tough spot because they aren't the most major sports. Uh, We just froze out for a second. I think. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) All right. No technical difficulties so far using Zoom. So, yeah, we've been pretty good. Hopefully this continues. Yeah, it's still recording, so we're good, I think. Good. Uh, but yeah, so MLS and NWSL are finally allowing players to train in. So goes out again. Okay. Guys will be able Hold to on. get back on the field. Will be able to get a ball on their feet, dribble a bit, uh, run, take some shots on an actual net, which would be huge. So they're in a good spot. Uh, oh, you froze up on me. You froze up on me too. I think we're good now though. Oh, my internet connection is unstable. Oh, okay. Um, hopefully we're good. I we could hear I could hear you fine. So it okay. was just the so it's just video. picture. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm also back going. Um, I guess I should mention that there was some TFC news in the last couple of weeks that was really interesting, kind of out of nowhere. And I was very surprised by uh, Marky Delgado and Toronto FC are apparently very, very close to a contract extension, which I never thought would happen, uh, especially given the fact that they just signed um, Michael Bradley uh, and the fact that they have been rumors that Julian de Guzman, who's a Canadian who decided to play for the Netherlands national team because of course he did, um, said he was interested in coming to Toronto. But those rumors, I don't think, are very uh, likely to happen, especially given the fact that Toronto's midfield is so stacked. But they were also rumored uh, Victor Vasquez was on Footy Talks, which is a TSN uh, will Zoom live stream with uh, Luke Wildman, Christian Jack, and um, Stephen Caldwell. And he mentioned on the podcast that he hated it basically in Qatar uh, and that he wants to come back Hmm. and his contract is up on June 31st. It would be difficult for him to come back as a player due to the allocation process and things like that. But I have an article up on LMLS multiplex. If you want to check it out where I sort of run through the likelihoods, um, 
So yeah, I give that a read because I won't dive into that in very huge detail to save us time. Uh, but I guess some other U.S. mostly soccer news. U.S. women's national team had their court ruling on equal pay come through and basically their equal pay argument was thrown out. Um, I get into that. So I'm, I guess this is a good time to plug this now. Uh, I now co-host, well, co-host, I don't know if I'm fully co-hosting yet, but I audio produced for a podcast called the MLS Multiplex Podcast, which was, which I do with a couple guys from the MLS Multiplex website, which is a, the fan-sided MLS segment of their content writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've done, I think it's eight episodes so far. And the two things that I've just mentioned, uh, we talked about the U.S. Women's National Team and that ruling on our most recent episode. And we also touched on the USSF had sh- announced that they're shutting down immediately the USDA, which is the U.S. Development Academy, which is huge. So if you want my thoughts on that, you can go to that podcast and all three of us, uh, Drew Hubbard, Josh Boland, and I dive into that. This week, we're having a pretty sick guest um, who Drew Hubbard will be interviewing um, in the Washington Spirits goalkeeper, uh, Aubrey Bledsoe. So hopefully that'll be really good. Uh, We usually put them up Tuesdays, but they'll go up whenever I am able to edit them. Next week, it'll be probably Tuesday for sure, but it still remains to be seen. Um, So yeah, go check that out. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Everywhere you get your podcasts, we're available other than YouTube, which if you're watching now, hi. Um, I only have a little bit more soccer to talk about, so Aiden will get back into the conversation a little bit. (laughs) But yeah, so that's basically the MLS side of stuff and uh, NWSL, which hopefully we'll talk a a bit more about in the future. That will mostly be, though, my soccer talk will be less so on this podcast and more so on the MLS Multiplex podcast. This one will probably sort of stick to just general news like TFC stuff, like the Delgado and the Vasquez contracts and European soccer, which there's been a ton of developments on that front um, with the Bundesliga announcing that they will be restarting play starting in the second half of May, which is huge. They finally got government permission to do that. Uh, So that means Alfonso Davies will be back in action. Uh, it'll mean all the other big U.S. guys, Weston McKin- uh, McKinney, um, Tyler Adams, uh, Sargent, so many different guys that are now back playing. So you'll have some live sports to watch, finally. Uh, it's been pretty lacking recently, although we'll hopefully have some stuff in the coming weekends. I know there's a UFC fight, I believe, this weekend. Is there uh, but that's a been, UFC fight? I think so. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it's pay-per-view, though, of course. Yeah, um, no fans, probably. Yeah, so that's, I think, happening this weekend, because I'm pretty sure I saw a reporter getting the test done. So if you're looking for live sports, there's that this weekend. But Windows League is coming back. Uh, it'll be available on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 1, and Sportsnet World, if you want to watch it. Get excited. That's uh, big. That's big for Sportsnet. Yeah, Especially since Dave, Davies is back in action, that'd be that'd be huge. And he'll he's a if you haven't been paying attention to European soccer, he is basically the starting left back at this point for Bayern, which 
is unbelievably impressive, uh, especially on a team that includes David Alaba, who is very good in his own right. So, yeah, you'll be able to get to see him a bit more. You get to see what he's actually made of. And if you haven't been paying attention, start paying attention. He is going to be an mm-hmm. unbelievable player. Have you he's, been paying attention to his TikToks? He's I been, haven't. He's been killing it on TikTok. I've heard he's been pretty big on that. Actually. Yeah, he's been great on it. He's, like, always on my For You page. He's, he's funny. He's good. Yeah, he's, I've seen he's done pretty well. Uh, he's pretty good at social media being a young kid. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a fun person to be around. So yeah. I'm sure that fun personality plays off in a TikTok, even though I'm not really into that because I think it's pretty cringy. But I guess it's the social media of the future. So maybe I should get involved. I don't know, I don't know about that, but I don't think so. You don't I think, think so? You're no, on it, though. Yeah, I don't think it's like definitely the social media of the future, though. Like, there's really only so much you can do, and it's it's kind of limited. Like, I don't really see how it's gonna get um, too much bigger without like completely changing its niche. Because right now it's just like short form comedy, basically. Like, you can only um, like it's only like a 15 second song, really, that you can do with TikTok too. Like, there's a max. I think the max you can do is 60 seconds. But nobody's going to watch a 60-second TikTok. Like, they want that short form because it's so easy to just scroll and scroll. You want to get to that information quickly. Um, I, I don't really see this really taking off. I think right now, since we're in quarantine, there's not much you can do and you're limited to so little. I think it's that's how it's taken off now. So many people have downloaded it. I think with TikTok, though, apparently it's a really dangerous app and like apparently they look at a lot of information oh, yeah. um, it's on a your Chinese phone. company Chinese yeah. company started it. like okay okay anything <laughs> anything Chinese started you know there's going to be issues with it like let's okay be... man all right okay, okay yeah, I, yeah I know I know come on like yeah. come on especially social media wise like mm-hmm. they don't have the best reputation let's Definitely. put it that way Huawei will tell you about that yes but back to sports because we're not going to get into political stuff. Um, yeah, basically, a lot of European leagues are going to start coming back pretty soon. La Liga and the Prem have reached out to their governments to see if they can start up soon uh, or start up again, which would be huge, uh, even though a lot of Prem players have been not listening to quarantine, which has been a bit of an issue. Um, if you want to read into those stories, look them up. There are some pretty entertaining, weird, messed up ones. Kyle Walker specifically, but look that up at your own risk. Um, yeah, they're hopefully back. The Turkish League, which is, uh, and the DFL and Croatia have actually set start dates, vary from like two weeks from now to the middle of June. So we're starting to get sports back, especially in Europe, uh, but it's going to be a very very strict, and it'll be a real sign of whether or not. It's actually going to be possible to restart sports or whether this could be a massive failure. Either way, it's going to be a huge morale booster uh, for people because they'll actually have a bit of an escape as opposed to watching the same thing on Netflix for the 14,000th time Um, or looking forward to the last dance. If you see how successful that is, just imagine how a soccer game is going to be. Um, Do you see how successful the uh, NFL draft was? Most NFL viewed draft. NFL draft in history. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't really, there was nothing really else to watch. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, yeah, the last dance. I, I haven't watched that yet, but 
I've heard from a lot of people that I it's recommend pretty it. Pretty good. So it's pretty good. It's really well. cool to see the inside scoop on all the Michael Jordan stuff. What um, Scottie Pippen was like, and everyone like that. It's really yeah, really interesting with Dennis Rodman bit. Uh, mm-hmm. His episode, which I think is episode three, that's a really good episode, and I recommend watching that because really good insight into who he is uh, as a person and just what he had to go through to get to where he was, and sort of explains why he is the way he is. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, the NFL draft was pretty good. Um, it was was yeah. sort of expected. Uh, the results, you know, you had. Um, everyone going where you assume they'd go for the top three. But then the Giants went off the board. They did go off the board. Um, they went with Thomas, I believe, uh, a guard. Um, I was expecting them to go O-line, just not him. I was expecting Tristan Wirfs to go or Mackay Becton, but he went instead. Um, yeah, I guess the, the Giants just saw something in him. He's, he's still a very good uh, – offensive lineman so um yeah uh, like they can't really go wrong with that pick he's a good player and then Miami goes with Tua of course so yeah there was a little bit of speculation leading up but played out kind of what we expected and then Chargers take Herbert Um, and they said that they would have taken Tua had the Dolphins taken Herbert so yeah that speculation was immediately gotten rid of (laughs) Exactly. Um, not too, too many surprises. There was, there were a couple late surprises, though. You had um, Jordan Love, the quarterback, being drafted to the Green Bay Packers, which caught everybody off guard because that's Aaron Rodgers' replacement now. You don't just draft a quarterback in the first round um, to a team that already has a superstar quarterback who's got a few years left. So do they really want to develop love? They want him to uh, look up to Rodgers. Rodgers can, you know, talk to him and kind of show him the roots of how things are run in Green Bay and, um, you know, just help him out. So I think it's it's a good move. He's a good quarterback. And then um, there's another team. Oh, yeah, the Eagles. They took um, – ooh, can I, can I remember his name? They took uh, – do you remember the name? <laughs> You're asking me about football. I couldn't even tell you the Green Bay Packers guy who they took. Eagles. Um, oh, it was Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's also an, another interesting pick because Carson Wentz is a very young quarterback. I think he was drafted three years ago. So, he's very young, and he was a very high pick as well. Um, they might even use, like, a dual quarterback setup there in Philadelphia now, playing um, – Hurts on some possessions than Wentz. Hurts is more like of a mobile quarterback kind of type, and Wentz has that big arm. So I think it could be a pretty good combination, similar to what the Saints have in um, in uh, in New Orleans with Breeze and Hill. So I think I and think it, it might James work. Jameis Winston. They have Jameis exactly. They have so much depth at quarterback. That's probably the deepest quarterback room in the NFL. That's a crazy. Yeah, that was Crazy interesting, the fact here. that Jameis Winston decided to go to the Saints because he's not getting a starting gig. And he said earlier this offseason that he wanted like 30 mil. Yeah, and I think he, he ended up signing like one year seven or one 
mill, something really small. I think he's really betting on Breeze retiring soon and him just taking over. And I could really, I could see that happening. Like if the Saints, um, if Breeze retires next year, for example, and the Saints don't want to go quarterback in the draft next year, they're going to be comfortable with having Jameis Winston as their guy for at least a year, just to give him a shot. So I think it's a really smart move for him because even when Breeze leaves, New Orleans is going to have a good team. They got Michael Thomas, who's still going to be there. They got a great wide receiver core. Their defense is good. Sean Payton's one of the best coaches in the NFL. I think James Winston will be great there if he gets an opportunity. Um, What about the Patriots, though? Because they didn't draft a quarterback. No, they traded out of the first round. Exactly. They're comfortable with having Stidham as their starting cornerback, uh, quarterback and Hoyer as their backup, which is really weird if you're New England because that's, that's something that they're not – that's not the New England Patriot way. You know, they really like developing quarterbacks. And if you look at past drafts, they normally tend to draft a quarterback every single year. They think it's healthy to do that. Um, but some, for some reason, they're comfortable with this Stidham guy who I believe was drafted in the fourth round two years ago to, to come in and replace Tom Brady. So it's really interesting. And I don't know how it's going to work out for New England this year. I know everybody's saying they still got Edelman and they got Belichick, so they're going to figure something out. But they lost a lot of guys on their defense as well. They lost Danny Shelton, their defensive tackle, who was a big part of their run game or preventing the run game last year. They also lost Jamie Collins, a linebacker, who had a career season last year. Um, they still have Stephon Gilmore um, at cornerback, who will be great, pro bowler. But there's some, there's some holes to this team. And then you obviously lose Brady and Gronkowski. So well, Gronk was already gone. Gronk was already gone, true. So it's really just losing Brady, although that's a pretty big loss. Who knows the – Patriots know what they're doing, so maybe Stidham is some god that nobody really knows about. Maybe. Or they have some other plan where they make a trade. I yeah, could Cam, see that happening Cam as well. Cam Newton is in rumors. Cam Newton, yeah. But I think it's a signing. long shot. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure if there's anything there. The Patriots are one of those teams that I could see taking a risk just because they took a risk on Antonio Brown. That's true. And I like, did, they he did do, do that, didn't he? Yeah, they they did, they, they did that. That failed so, miserably. It it worked for one game. It was terrific for one game. Him and Brady, and then yeah. uh, it was but really then, just, you know it was really just all Brown though. Like Patriots just wanted to see what he could uh, he could do on their team, and he was great for that one game, and then just downhill. So, well, yeah, that's another conversation for another day, though. Uh, other NFL news which is really interesting because this team already has a star QB. They have a star running back. They have a star wide receiver. So they signed another QB. Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys signed Andy Dalton after he was released by the Cincinnati Bengals following the draft. Really interesting move by Dalton and by the Cowboys because – they already have Dak Prescott, who's a young guy. He's good QB. They're potentially talking about using the franchise tag on him. Yeah. 
why do they bring in a guy like Andy Dalton? To be honest with you, I am not sure what <laughs> they are doing. Because now Andy Dalton is going to have to change the color of his hair to blue for joining the oh Cowboys. Um, Don't make fun of gingers. Um, Making fun of my and, bloodline. <laughs> God. Uh, all right. So Anyways. Um, what, the, what this – because so, like, throughout this whole offseason, there's been a lot of talk about whether or not they're going to use the franchise tag on Dak. Are they going to extend him this summer? I'm starting to think that there is really some concern in Dallas about if they're going to get this contract done and if he's their guy, which, which wow. is crazy because he's a fan favorite. He's a, he's a pretty good quarterback, but Dallas didn't do well last year under Prescott. I know, you know, stuff with their coach and stuff, it fell off towards the end of the season. But I think they finished eight and eight last year, the Dallas Cowboys, with that star wide receiver, star running back, star quarterback. So maybe there is yeah. some doubt that Dak isn't the guy. Do I think that Andy Dalton is that guy? Absolutely not. But I do think that this is a little bit of a cover up. The the, the Dalton signing is a little bit of a cover up in case Dak doesn't have a good start to his season next year and things kind of come off the rail, and you can have that guy who can come in and be a starting quarterback right away, uh, who has plenty of experience, um, who's played with A.J. Green in Cincinnati for his whole career. Um, so I think Dallas is in good hands. I really like how they added this, this, um, this depth to their quarterback room. But as a Cowboys fan and as a fan of Dak Pratt, Prescott, I'd be really concerned that they might not be able to sign him. He is a free agent next summer or next off season, I guess. Correct. Yeah. Next off season. Yeah. So, so I they, guess maybe they're potentially preparing for the fact that he might sit out. Uh, maybe you, yeah. He, yeah. They could, they could do that. I think, was it, was it last year? Elliot, Ezekiel Elliott sat out a bit to start the year. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, I know he did miss some time. Yeah, so they, that's actually a really good point. They they could be preparing for that as well. Um, and yeah, Dalton Dalton is a good quarterback. He can come in and be a starter. So I could I could see Dak sitting out. Um, I know he wants to get paid um, a lot of money. I think he wants to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. I think that that's the thing with quarterbacks in football though. Like once that the next quarterback is up for a new contract. They want to be the highest. And then the next guy yeah. comes up, they, he wants to be the highest. So, I mean, I don't know if Dak really deserves to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Um, I think if you really want to win a Super Bowl, you might want to take a little less because there is a, cap, a salary cap. And if you look at what Patrick Mahomes just did, I think he exercised his fifth year on his contract. So, like, when you get drafted, you're signed for four years. And there's a fifth-year option. So I'm pretty sure Mahomes just exercised that. Even though he could have been the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, he wanted to take less money to maybe, you know, save some cap and maybe win a couple more Super Bowls in the next two years. And that's a really smart strategy. And I'm surprised that a lot of other quarterbacks haven't been doing that. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think it's – Cowboys are – an interesting organization as it is with Jerry Jones, a 
don't know if you saw where he was yeah. for the draft. His um, yacht. $250 million yacht. Mm-hmm. So good That spot. was a great, a great draft, though, by the Dallas Cowboys. I have to give it to them. They um, got C.D. Lamb, correct? C.D. Lamb is a yeah. beast. Like, he is really good. I think he should have gone higher than both Ruggs and Judy. Um, I was actually really surprised that Ruggs went first because I think he was the worst out of the three. I don't really know what Oakland was thinking. But C.D. Lamb and, um, and Amari Cooper, that's a really good one-two punch at wide receiver. So um, I'd be really scared, though. Like, if I was any other team in the Cowboys division and you got to face that offense, like, it's going to be really tough to stop. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. NFL is always pretty crazy. So just adding to it with this whole coronavirus situation. Yeah, and that's the one league that might actually just continue on with their season as scheduled. They might actually start in September with no fans. And um, they canceled all international games, which was expected. But they still might be on schedule to have a Super Bowl come next February. It's possible. don't know if it's certain, but yeah, it's possible. Well, we're gonna uh, see on Thursday night. Thursday night, eight p.m. is when the schedule gets released. So we'll see what they come up with. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how they start off with uh, whether or not they do have fans, because as a more conservative organization, I could potentially see them doing that. Although I find that pretty risky and unlikely. I don't. I don't think they will. Especially because of the the draft numbers that did so well. They can see um, the amount of viewers that they would get if there's no fans and the amount of money that they made from the draft night. I think they're going to be really um, encouraged and influenced to just have no fans and stay safe and also make more money. Yeah, that's true. So I guess we should touch on baseball before we do our final other. And then I ask you one last question before we do our hot takes. Um, or I guess I have a couple of questions I have to ask you before we do our hot takes. Um, starting off with baseball. I guess not starting off with, we're finishing our sports, major sports talk with baseball. So MLB really hasn't said much. Um, it's been pretty quiet on their end, which is pretty interesting. Um, wasn't really expecting them to be that quiet. Figured they'd be one of the latter organizations as someone who has so many games and probably want will not probably wants needs to play those games. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Um, the Korean Baseball League is now being broadcast in the United States. I don't think it's available yet in Canada. But why I highlighted this is not just because it's the Korean Baseball League and the fact that Korea had a massive outbreak that they managed to contain because of how many tests they did, but because it's the first foreign league that didn't previously have a media agreement, finalize a media agreement with a North American company, to my knowledge. Hmm. So this could potentially open the door for other leagues like i think the chinese baseball league is a thing yeah uh there's potential there maybe korea and canada potentially could create a partnership Mm. um if the khl manages to figure things out before the nhl maybe that becomes a thing i just thought it was really interesting to see that 
we're actually having foreign sports start to have a little bit of an influence on the North American market, which I don't yeah. think we've seen before, other than in soccer, which everyone looks at as a minor sport, even though it's the most popular sport on the planet. Definitely, yeah. So that so it's broadcasted on ESPN, right? The the uh, Korean League. I think so. That sounds yeah. right. Um, I mean, why not, right? You need sports, and you want to generate some viewers on your channel. It's better than just replaying a bunch of old games or talking about um, the virus, I guess. So, yeah, it's cool. It's a really big step in introducing international sports leagues to um to mainstream media to the to the united states so um yeah it's 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 a cool it's a cool thing i don't really know what much to say it's just cool yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what happens another cool thing that happened over the weekend that i guess you didn't know about because you hadn't heard about this before i threw it in the show notes and i was told about it by my sister who was told about it by her boyfriend which Thank you, David, if you end up somehow listening to this. Hafter Bjornsson. You haven't heard that name before. I, I thought, told it, I you thought it was like a Swedish hockey player or something. For those of you who don't know who Hafter Bjornsson is, or more commonly known as Thor, Thor played the mountain in Game of Thrones. He's also a strong man. Thor is six foot nine. And I believe around 450 pounds. Over the weekend, at his Icelandic gym with his own family, being the wearers of the weights and the only uh, non-people related to him in some way were the referee, who was a former very famous strongman, and the reporter. He attempted to break the world record for the heaviest deadlift. So the heaviest deadlift before Thor attempted to break this record was 500 kilograms. 500 kilograms. That is nuts. Jeez, Because that's over a thousand pounds. And that was set by Eddie Hall. So half Thor, as you do, you have to do a couple warm-up lifts because Nobody can go in there and just out of the blue lift a thousand pounds. Yeah. So we started off with a measly, uh, I think it was 420 kilograms around there. That's still a lot. That is That's still a lot. lot. Then he upped it to, I believe, 475 kilograms. On that pull, he started to, I believe he cut his shins, which happens when you're doing lifts like that because the bar rubs against your legs when you drop it i guess or when, when you're picking it up oh true i guess yeah because it it's such a heavy weight that you like have no control over it um but he picked that he did that pretty easily he got to 501 he was trying to break the record and he lifted it if you want to watch it videos on youtube uh rogue fitness which is a company that makes like barbells and dumbbells and weights and all sort of stuff like that broadcast. I'll put, I'll put the there. link in the description below. <laughs> yeah. It'll be in the link and the description down below. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're yeah. listening on Spotify or Apple podcasts, are we on Apple podcasts? No, we're not. We still haven't been confirmed for that. We still haven't been confirmed. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just Spotify right now. All right. So we're on and, Spotify and, and YouTube and YouTube 
and YouTube and I assume Google Podcasts as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's available on YouTube to watch it. It's insane. Here is where it gets interesting. Eddie Hall, who's the guy who previously set the record, doesn't think that the record should count. Hmm. Reasoning behind this is he thinks that these records should only be allowed to be set in competition. No, no, definitely not. That it's it's called the world record for a reason. Like it should just be anyone who can do it. It doesn't have to be just in competition. But that's where you run into an issue because this stuff can be faked fairly easily. Okay. You can you can do stuff with the scale where you weigh the weights where it doesn't portray apparently the proper weight. Well, that's why you got to have someone there, like someone from, you know, the world record and staff or whatever to come and make sure that you're doing it right. That's and it's the not thing. That's there the isn't thing. a world record staff. There isn't a world record staff. Okay. No. The Guinness World <laughs> Records only compile them. They don't mitigate okay. whether or not it's an actual record. I don't believe mm-hmm. from what he said. I listened to a podcast uh, he did with True Jordy, who is a British YouTuber. Um, he did the play by play i believe for yeah if you're familiar with ksi, KSI he did the fi- first fight of the ksi wogan paul and he did the joeller ksi fight he did both of those events and i think he did one of the sidemen charity matches as well yeah like the soccer um, thing or whatever but he's yeah. got a pretty big youtube channel on for his podcast that he does where he gets pretty really good guests um is that like ricky gervais and Big names like that. He had Tyson Fury on as well. Uh, yeah, he said Tyson Fury. This is the second time I think at a hall. So he's a good YouTube podcast if you want to listen to him. He's a bit more conservative. Um, you may not agree with all of his opinions, but he's a pretty decent interviewer. Uh, so yeah, he had this connection with Eddie Hall. And so he did this podcast with Eddie Hall. And Eddie Hall basically said, congratulations to Thor on lifting this weight. I don't think he cheated. But I think that this should only be able to be set in competition because when he set the record, it was basically this event where they, all these fighters agreed, this is, we're doing this event to see who can do the heaviest deadlift. And that's what they did. He, Eddie Hall ended up pulling 500 kilograms. Uh, that video is also on YouTube. It's pretty insane. He bleeds from his nose because of the exertion. Um, but he says that it shouldn't count more to this relationship between Eddie Hall and Hafthor Bjornsson. They used to be very good friends, but in 2017, Eddie Hall won strongman, the whole strongman competition. Hafthor accused him of cheating, hmm. accused him of paying off referees of everything being in his favor. And that very clearly and very obviously didn't sit well with Eddie Hall. So this relation was already hurt. So that leads us back to the day of the lift. In the post-fight, or not post-fight, 
post-lift interview. Eddie Hall says that he has signed a contract to box. Or Hathor Bjornsson says that he has signed a contract to box Eddie Hall. Wait, what? Yes. Now, I will, if you give me one second, I will tell you exactly what the weight cards are and how it all lines up. So wait, because, when, uh, when exactly was this lift? Was it, it was recent. It was like a week ago or something? This was May 2nd. Okay. So a couple, uh, few days ago. So four days ago, well, as of recording. So clearly they have some beef. Yes. So here are. I wouldn't really trust anything that Eddie says now. Like if he accuses him as cheating. That's then the thing is he's not the only one. There are other strong men who have. Yes, there are other strong men who have agreed with him, which he mentioned in the podcast. Uh, I can't remember exactly every. Uh, he didn't mention every single person who disagreed with it, but I believe one of them was Brian Shaw. Uh, who's a big guy in the strongman competition. Um, and I think he's pretty well respected. So he wasn't the only one. But here's how that fight would line up. Hafthor Bjornsson is 2.01 meters or 6 foot 9 and 193 kilograms. Eddie Hall, 1.9 meters, 6 foot 3, 164 kilograms. There's what? a six-inch weight difference. Or height difference, not weight. Height difference between the two. Okay, so wait, do we know who came up with the idea for them to box? Was it Eddie or was it Thor? I can't remember exactly who it was, but Eddie Hall has agreed to it. This, yo, this guy's just going to step on him. <laughs> Eddie Hall is in a lot of trouble. Apparently, though, I need to look at this, their, this like, gets images. even more interesting. Yeah. Eddie Hall is a little boxing experience. Okay. I don't know Still, if Hathor like, does. He's, he can't even hit his face. How is he going to hit his face? <laughs> well, he could have massive long arms. Let me look at this. <laughs> uh, let me send you... I can send you... I just want to see their faces and like their... Oh, here. Um, I'll send you a tweet then. Uh, okay. I've, wanna... seen, I've seen Thor already. All right. Let mm-hmm. me email you this tweet. Um... Or actually, I could share my screen, couldn't I? You could put it, you could put it in the chat, the Zoom chat here. Oh yeah, there we go. Uh, so we go like that. Yeah. All right, so there is oh the tweet. Okay, these guys aren't gonna last any. Okay. Oh yeah, they won't last like they. It'll be like a six round fight. They're not gonna last six rounds. They're they're probably gonna last maybe two rounds. Here's Someone where it gets even more get interesting. Yeah. Eddie Hall, back when he won Strongman, was like 450 pounds. Since then, he's dropped like 70 or 80 pounds. Or, yeah, I think it was 70 or 80 pounds. He's dropped a ton of weight. I assume you're looking at the pictures yeah, now. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Eddie Hall used to have a massive stomach. And now he's got chiseled abs. Yeah. Um... Oh my god, this is crazy. Yeah, this is just it's nuts. This entire thing is just nuts. I I love it. Um and it all started with one world record deadlift attempt that happened in an Icelandic gym in the middle of nowhere during a pandemic. Yeah. Between two guys who 
if they connect on a good enough punch, could very easily break the other guy's neck. Could kill him. It could. Oh my god. These guys' I wanna, I wanna lives. See this. I want to see this fight. These guys' he's, lives he's are actually at risk. Yeah, for sure. With how strong they are, one good connection, one proper hook could genuinely kill either of them. I just don't see why Eddie would take this fight at all. You're he, fighting a giant. Eddie Hall, when he was growing up, this is another interesting aspect of it. He liked to fight when he was growing up, like street fight. Okay. So he actually does have some proper fighting. Well, not proper. Street he has fight some fighting okay. experience. Okay. That, wait, has he boxed? He has boxed? He said he does he have said he has bit? done some boxing training in the past. God, no. So Okay, well, I'm probably going to bet on Eddie right now because he's going to be a massive underdog. Yeah, and if that's he wins, true. if he wins, geez, you're making money. But yeah, uh, if you want to look it up, uh, Hafthor Bjornsson, you can look at his picture. You're going to Eddie Hall. More recent one is the one where he's actually chiseled. Uh, when he had the massive stomach was when he was doing Strongman back in 2017. He has since lost all that weight and is just jacked beyond belief. Um, what I want to know about this fight, though, it's pretty clear that these guys are on so much roids that it would probably kill a normal human being. Are they allowing steroid use for this fight? They can't. Is, there's probably a rule. You can't do that. The, every every boxer has to get drug tested before they fight. Okay, well... I, I guess it depends find... who like, runs it, like who runs the fight. But I know like UFC, matchroom boxing... You have to get drug tested for sure. Well, what if this is an agreement where you're allowed to take steroids? I've never heard of it, but I guess it's possible. Um, do we know He's, what was in the contract? Not yet. Okay. Uh, or I haven't seen it. It might be out by now. I just haven't looked into it enough. Uh, I just listened to that podcast and I watched the actual lifts. Um, but it's pretty nuts. Like, yeah, that's crazy. I'm it's going to be really fun. Yeah. I guess That's... True Jordy True should have um, a couple of interviews on his podcast about this. Coming he up. definitely has the Eddie Hall interview already. Uh, and they did talk about the fight on there. That's where oh, I they did. saw okay. that he said that he would do it. Okay, okay. I haven't seen – I don't know if True Jordy has a relationship or the means to reach out to Half Thor. Uh, I also don't know how good Half Thor's English is. Um, mm-hmm. I assume it's pretty decent. I want to look from... up these guys' Instagrams, see if they got like a decent following. Eddie Hall definitely does. Uh, he does some YouTube stuff as well. Half of Bjornsson has 3.2 million. So they're, yeah, that's a lot. And then who's I think the, Eddie Hall, uh, Eddie Hall right? has a few million as well. Uh, but Half Thor Bjornsson, yeah, he 2. also. 1. Okay. But yeah, Half Thor used to play the mountain in Game of Thrones. Uh, which was a character in that show, which I've never watched. Apparently, it's happening in Vegas. Ooh. Um, yeah, he put it on his, uh, his Instagram story. Presented by Core Sports, September 2021. So, we got, we got wow. some time. We got some time. Yeah. They can actually learn how to fight. Yeah. Which is good. Although, I, <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to be until they're able to train. But... Uh well one day ago he posted another Eddie posted a photo saying training has begun. I am oh. coming for you. 
you can shop my collection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So He's, it's on. It's going to be really, really interesting. It's going to be fun to watch and fun to follow. Like, who would have ever thought that two strongmen would be fighting each other? Yeah, wow. It's crazy. But yeah, I figured I'd bring that to everyone's attention. If you haven't watched the deadlifts, uh, I believe the entire stream's on Rogue Fitness's YouTube channel. So you can check that out. Um, we can't show it on here, obviously, because copyright. Um, mm. But if you do want to watch it, you can go there. Uh, it was actual live sports, which satisfied a craving in me. Uh, so, yeah, that was really interesting. It was fun to watch. And I recommend watching it. I recommend watching that podcast as well because it's pretty insightful into how that relationship is and everything from Eddie's perspective. Yep, yep, yep. It's mm -hmm. pretty cool. But before we wrap up, because we've been going for quite a bit, I have a couple questions I want to ask you. One is not serious, and we're going to finish on that one. The other one is more serious. So, more serious question is, what does the restarting of leagues and sports mean for society going back to normal? To be honest with you, like, I've kind of thought about my answer. I, I don't know if it's going to mean a lot. I think, like, yeah, you're going to feel like you're, it's kind of back to normal. Like, you got your favorite sports team on again. But it doesn't change the fact that you're still going to be in quarantine. You're still going to be at home. And it doesn't mean that everything is going back to normal as well with sports. There's going to be no fans in the stadium. The yeah. way that sports are being covered will change dramatically. Um, you're not going to be able to watch sports with your friends. You're just going to have to watch it at home with your family. Um, things are going to change a lot. But I don't think we'll – be going back to normal for a while. I think it's a good step in the right direction. And I do think that uh, the reopening of sports might influence the reopening of other things. Um, maybe like, you know, more stores are going to open up. Um, like I work at a hockey store. I don't know if, if that might impact it at all sports coming back, but at the same time, there's no leagues in Oakville where I am. So I don't think it's going to change a whole lot, to be honest with you. It's just going to be nice to see some sports on television. But as far as going back to normal, it's going to take some time. That's basically my entire answer that you just said. So uh, I won't repeat everything you just said. Uh, and we'll end on the final question I have before we do our hot takes, which I don't know if you've thought about it because – as usual, I haven't thought about mine. What a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> um, we really need to take this more seriously, huh? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> All right. My final question, because this is a conversation I had on, oh, as I roll away, um, conversation I've had on my other podcast. Yeah. MLS Multiplex Podcast. Go check it out. Uh, shameless plug. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Hell, does pineapple belong on pizza? Personally, okay, here, here's my story with this. I really liked pineapple on pizza when I was growing up. Like, I loved it a lot, but I can't just eat it, like, by itself. You got to have other toppings on it. You got to have, like, the meat, pepperoni, uh, Italian sausage, bacon, all that stuff. A good Hawaiian pizza is pretty good, and I like pineapple on it. 
But recently, actually, I haven't been feeling it. I haven't been feeling pineapple on pizza at, at all. Like, if we order pineapple on pizza, like, I normally just pick the pineapple off and then I just eat them individually. Like, I, I, don't, I don't like it together anymore. It's, it's changed. My, my taste buds, I guess, have just changed. But I am a big fan of pineapple. I like pineapple. But That's it. I would, I would probably choose other toppings. I guess. Yeah, I am a hardcore supporter of pineapple on pizza. When I was a kid, I used to put on, I don't know if you know what these are. You could get like peaches or mandarins in a jar. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 probably. Yeah. I put those on pizza. Huh. Uh, I put like pineapple. I'm a hardcore fruit kid. Or I was a hardcore fruit kid. I still do eat fruit. Um, but pineapple definitely belongs on pizza. Drew, you're wrong. It does belong on pizza, even though you're never going to listen to this. Yeah, Drew. No. Um, I'm with Drew. I'm with Drew. I am. What? What is it with people not liking pineapple on pizza? I just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Well, like like I said, my thing is like I don't mind it, but I'd prefer other toppings on it. And and I'm a big fan of pineapple, but like I don't know if I prefer it or not on pizza like okay. if someone orders pineapple on my pizza for, for me i'll i guess i'll eat it but like if i'm ordering it for my family or by myself no okay so what is your ideal pizza as i kill time trying to think of a hot take um my ideal pizza um i guess you gotta go everyone's gotta go pepperoni I like Italian sausage. Um, mushrooms, maybe. But no, I, I'm pretty much all meats. I like Italian sausage, pepperoni, um, and bacon. That's, that's good. Meat lover's pizza. Okay. So you're a basic teenager, early 20s kid. Male. That's, what I, that's what I am, man. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. What are you? I am a weird one. I am very weird. Uh, okay. Oh, number hold one. on. Bar- barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. Oh, God. Barbecue sauce is disgusting. I hate barbecue sauce. Oh, jeez. If, if we had viewers, that would get a lot of hate in the comments. There's my hot take right there. Barbecue sauce sucks. Oh, wow. That's a big save there. <laughs> That's a big save. Okay. Uh, it's not even a save. That's just the truth. Yeah. Okay. Um, sauce sucks. Wow. That, that is a hot take. You had another good hot take earlier on in the show, too. About, I, I think, NHL season being canceled. I think that's what you said. Oh, yeah. Like fully being canceled. That was fully going to be my actual hot take. But um, my ideal pizza has, of course, cheese. Um, it's got to have pineapple. Cheese, Onion. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Onion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to have onion. Pepperoni. Green pepper, red pepper. Okay. If it's good Italian sausage and doesn't give me heartburn, Italian sausage. <laughs> although I used to get it on Domino's pizzas, although, but Domino's pizza now gives me heartburn and I just won't eat it. It might be their sauce because it's too acidic, but I have no idea. Um, yeah, what else is there that I like on pizzas? No tomato, no mushrooms. Those are both no goes. Um, yeah, I'm a weird. I have weird taste in food. 
<laughs> especially when it comes to pizza. What have you been eating a lot of during quarantine? Is it kind of like the same thing every day since you can't like go out anywhere? My mom's been making a lot of interesting desserty food uh, okay, recently. Yeah. So let me give me one second. I'll show you what she gave me as I was coming upstairs. Sure. Why not? It's a little bit of a sneak peek. Let's see if you actually know what this is, because I, it'll, I'm interested to see this. That cake looks like a piece of that cake. That is not cake. Is it, is it a pie? Not a pie either. It's Puff a dessert. Scottish Scottish dessert. I don't know. It's called millionaire shortbread. Oh, shortbread. That's cool. Except it's. It, Basically, millionaire shortbread, for those of you who don't know, it's a layer of chocolate on top. I guess I could show you it. Layer of... That, work? that looks yeah. good. Layer of chocolate on top, caramel in the middle, and then on the bottom is shortbread. Nice. So my mom's made that twice, and she gave me two pieces as I was coming up here. I was going to eat one before and one after the show. Um, there you go, yeah. <laughs> so Almost yeah, time to that. eat. Yeah. I can't, I can't eat any of that because I got a nut allergy. I got to be careful with desserts. Oh, I don't think there's any nuts in this. No nuts? I just got to be careful nuts with like a lot of stuff. Nah, probably not. But yeah, I got to stay careful with that. But I didn't my, know that. You, I didn't know you had a nut allergy. Yeah. I didn't. I, I feel like I've told you for sure. I don't think so. I guarantee. Or I I've just forgotten. Which yeah. type of nuts? Peanuts or all, ty all types of walnuts? nuts, except for almonds. But I try and stay away for almonds, just in case. But technically, I'm not allergic to almonds. Huh. Yeah. That's weird. Just one nut that you just aren't allergic to? Well, I like at first I was allergic to all types of nuts, and then I grew out of the almond thing. Um, a couple of years ago now. Okay. How allergic? It's anaphylactic. So like, oh, wow. So you got you, an EpiPen on you all the yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I've told you this for sure. You definitely haven't. I That's had no weird. idea about this. That is weird. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there you go. You learn something new every day. We need to have more food talks. These yeah, are, this is are actually kind of entertaining. Interesting. We have a food podcast. Food podcast. Do that on the side. On top That's of it. the other podcast we do. Or, or I guess on top of this one. Yeah, top of this one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, do you have any sort of things that you're going to be doing in the next little while, media-wise, other than promoing your TikTok? Um, I want. I need to get more um, creative with my TikToks, though. Like, I, I, the last one I posted was four days ago. So I'm kind of slacking. I normally try to do one, like, one every two days. So I got to pick it up. Um... I was considering taking an online course, but I just don't think I'm going to have the motivation to do it. So I think I'll pass on that. I'd rather do one. Like if I were to take a summer course, I'd much rather it be like on campus because even, I don't know if it's the same for you, but even when like this whole quarantine started, it was really hard to even like work on stuff, like working on our final essays and doing like that on air stuff. Like it was hard just because with everything going on. So I feel like if I were to take a course, like I'd, I'd probably be fine. Like I'd still pass and stuff, but I just, I just wouldn't want to do it. I'd rather, you know, I think, I think this quarantine, it's, it's good to spend more time with your family and kind of step away from, you know, your everyday life. 
and kind of just, you know, be there for them and try new things as well. So I think, you know, exploring um, what we can do with this podcast now that there's no sports or uh, another thing, me and my friends were talking about doing like this. I don't know if it's going to be a podcast, but we're, we're, we might do like a live stream talking about stuff that we did in high school. So oh, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it'll be a podcast though, because I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much we can really talk about, but it, it'll be interesting. I don't know if they're down either, but we're definitely going to do a live stream in like the next couple weeks talking about stuff. So tune into that whenever that sick. happens. And um, yeah, that's that. And then just doing this podcast, we got to keep grinding out episodes and, yeah, um, we're not sure if we're going to do it weekly or bi-weekly yet. Um, right now, I think we'll probably stick bi-weekly unless more sports come back. Cause mm-hmm. We could do it weekly, but that would just be me talking for 45 minutes about soccer. Um, <laughs> yeah, it depends. It depends. We'll play it by year. Non-existent, so. We'll play it by year. And then also, we yeah. still have a bunch of um, old episodes that I got to upload to uh, Spotify as well. So if you want some throwback Leafs talk from November. Stay tuned uh, for that. Maybe we can get some guys from Sport Media on. We could talk to yeah. Jackson or Zach or yeah, exactly. We any of so those guys. Yeah. We got options. We'll well, hold on. We need stuff. we need a, a three max, I guess, for a Zoom call. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we could have one guest. Yeah, that's for a show. We could do a feature on them. Might yeah, be kind of interesting. Sure. Why not? Yeah. So. Well, you know, on social media, we might get that Instagram account that we have actually a little bit more active uh, than it is because it has not been used in like months. Yeah. Uh, So we got to start pushing that a little bit more. Okay. Um, okay. Follow in on TikTok. Uh, What's your TikTok at? Aiden Aiden Silifant, A-I-D-E-N-S-I-L-L-I-P-H-A-N-T. Wow. You got that pretty early. Nice. Yeah. Check out the podcast I'm doing on the side, MLS Multiplex, the MLS Multiplex podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, basically anywhere you get podcasts apart from YouTube, but we might get on there pretty soon. I'm not really sure. I have to talk to the other two guys. We've got a sick interview coming up next week with uh, goalkeeper of the Washington Spirit, um, Audrey Bledsoe. So look forward to that. Um, hot takes. Yeah, I thought you were going to forget. I thought you were going to forget. Nope, I was getting there. I knew it was there. Well, you said yours already. Mine's already been said. Uh, The pineapple on pizza and... Barbecue uh, sauce. Barbecue sauce sucks. And NHL season, I think, I think should be canceled, but it won't be. Um, Okay. I think they'll try to start it and it'll fail miserably. What is your hot take for this week? Okay, my hot take um kind of touched on it a bit earlier um it's going to be football related and i think that one of the league's most historic franchises and dynasties is going to take a big fall next season and i'm going to say that the new england patriots are going to have a top five pick in next year's nfl draft i think They've had a horrible off season. Is they that haven't that hot ad- though? I don't know if I consider that a hot take. I think I've seen rumors that they're actually considering doing that, flopping this season to pick up that QB next year. Okay, I'm forgetting his name. Um, Stidham. 
Oh, oh sorry. Oh, no. Um, no. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Hair. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, Trevor Lawrence. They're contemplating tanking. I think I've seen rumors about that. So I don't know if that's mm. that hot, but. Mm. Do I have to think of another one now? I will make you think of another one if you don't have one. But I don't know. That's a little, a little lukewarm. A little, it's a little bit of wheat, a weak hot take for me. Yeah, okay. it's the embers of a fire as opposed to a full fire. Huh. Still burning, yeah, but it's, it's not, not really that bad. It's no, it's no Leafs will win the cup or anything like that. No, yeah. I don't know. I think I think I'll I think I'll save some of the fire for for next episode. All right, mm-hmm. and with that, thank you for listening. Uh, my name is Connor Somerville. That to my right or left, I'm not sure which it is. Uh, is Aiden Silifant. Uh Check out his TikTok at Aiden Silifant. You can check out his Instagram at Aiden Silifant. <laughs> Real okay. Uh, <laughs> wow, I'm surprised you got both of those. Uh, check out my Twitter at C-W-G-S-O-M-E-R-V-I-L-L-E. <laughs> and nobody knows how to spell Somerville. So I no, have to no, spell I mean, it out. Yeah, I know. It's just like, it's completely different than just Connor Somerville. Because like, Connor Somerville, no, Connor Somerville is too long. Really? It goes over the count by one letter. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know. So I have to shorten it. Uh, so oh, yeah, it's sweet. at C-W-G. WG being the initials for my middle name, Somerville, S-O-M-E-R-V-I-L-L-E, and check out the MLS Multiplex podcast. Put up a new episode all, uh, every week uh, with Drew Hubbard and Josh Boland. You can check out some of my writing at MLSMultiplex.com. I usually do an article a month, uh, maybe more than that, depending on if there's news or stuff I want to talk about. You don't write anywhere, correct? You're, nope. All right. Wait, how, how many um, letters is your last name? 10 or 11? Uh, 10. So it should work, no? Well, it's 6 and then 10, so 16, and the oh, limit's yeah. 15. Damn, On so Twitter. I, I just squeeze in then. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Although it's probably right. taken by now. Um, yeah, yeah. So yep. check me out on Twitter. Check out the podcast. Check out Aiden on TikTok. Yeah. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave us a like, comment, uh, rate our podcast on Spotify, and share it with as many people as you can because we actually want to grow this into something huge. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully. So if you want, comment what you want us to talk about on our future episodes as well. What topics you want us to discuss? I think that'd be cool if you guys give us some insight as well. Or message us and let us know if you want to come on for an episode. We'd love to have some guests on. And the only way we know you want to come on is if you reach out to us. So please reach out to us. And with that, thank you for listening. We will see you next week or two weeks from now. I'm Connor Somerville. That's Aiden Silifant. We'll see you next time. Peace.